Welcome everyone to the Goods & Co. podcast. My name is Isaac Matthews and I am your host. Here on the podcast, we share the stories of local businesses and artists in the Northwestern Ontario region of Canada, proudly supporting ventures owned by members of the LGBTQ, BIPOC, and women-led communities. Today's episode is brought to you by the new Woodside Bar, located in the Goods & Co. market downtown Thunder Bay, bringing you crafted cocktails and a curated wine and beer menu to suit all taste buds. Follow along on Instagram, at The Woodside Bar. That again is at The Woodside Bar. All right, so welcome to the Goods & Co. podcast. We're so excited to have you here, Heather. Um, So we like to dive right into kind of the origin stories of local businesses and local artists in the city. So why don't you start by telling us a little bit about yourself and how you got into this graphic design kind of world that you're in now. Okay, Uh, my name is Heather. I'm originally from Thunder Bay. I moved away to go to school for design Mm -hmm. um, and then came back and started working. Um, So design was kind of always a thing, although I didn't really know that Mm -hmm. before, Um, but it was always kind of the thing that I was into, the thing that I was drawn to. I was artistic as a kid. I used to put on Disney movies and pause them and then set up like the whole animator's desk and like wow. count out the book pages, number the pages, figure out like where I was going to put the text. Wow. Never finished a project, but like always <laughs> went that's full amazing. force on the planning. That's amazing. Yeah. And then I, th- I just thought that's what I was going to do when I was older because that's the only artistic job that I knew of. Mm-hmm. And when I was maybe about 10 or so, went to Disney World, went for a tour of the animator's studio and saw all the people working and thought like, this looks horrible. Oh, really? (laughs) Like this looks so boring. (laughs) What am I gonna do? And just thought like I was gonna amount to nothing Ah. because I just didn't know what else I could possibly do that would be creative or artistic. Um, And then sometime in high school, had a friend who was older who was preparing for uh, her portfolio review for OCAD. Mm -hmm. And seeing her portfolio, like everything clicked that this was something that was like, you could take in school, it was a profession, all of that stuff, that graphic design existed. Um, And that was was kind of that. So then I was kind of on the path of how do I do this too? Yeah, Um, that's awesome. So I did go to design school, which I I know is not the path for everyone, but it was, a good path for me. Um, I think you definitely can be set self-taught. Yeah. Um, but going to school was great. And then I worked at an agency in Winnipeg for a number of years on some really big clients, like uh, Winnipeg Blue Bombers and oh, wow. Casinos of Winnipeg and that type of thing. And then just really wanted to move home. So <laughs> came back to Thunder Bay, as people do after they've been away for too long, yeah. um, and worked at an agency here, which was great for about 10 years or so. And then after having kids, just kind of shifted to the, this new thing right and how long have you been your own uh, um, entity now about three years i believe okay yeah yeah nice that's awesome that's a it's it's great that you found a place to use that skill and that love of art that you had um i know a lot of people who especially in the arts they never know if there's an actual career out there available for you um you just have this passion for this art right they don't know they don't talk about in high school necessarily the career paths for artists. Totally, yeah. Um, but that's great that you found that. Um, and when you went to design school at the time, like, 
not to um i guess what i'm trying to say is that the world of digital design is relatively new uh, within the last five ten years i'd say in terms of a big boom of it um when you went to design school was it very focused on digital design marketing and stuff or was it more of a, a fine art kind of thing um, it was a bit of both. Like we definitely had life drawing and that type of thing, but I took graphic design Specifically. As, op as opposed to okay. fine art. But the school that I was at, you could specialize in creative writing or digital media or graphic design and so on. So it was very geared towards like layout, digital illustration, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, as opposed to more of like the fine art side of things. Um, but that was 2004 or so. Right. So at that time, Adobe was just kind of taking over all the programs. So I learned both, like what like all the oldies used, plus like yeah, yeah, yeah. the new way of doing things. Um, so that was interesting that like there's a different kind of approach there or like um, different knowledge base maybe. Yeah, um, there was still some hands-on stuff like before Graphic design before it became all digital was there was a lot of paste up or like cutting cutting things and like collaging basically, <laughs> which went to be yeah. photographed, which then became the ad. Oh, okay. Um, so we did have to learn some of that kind of stuff at that time, although it wasn't practical and I've never done that. Right. But it does kind of give you a different understanding of why things are the way they are. Mm. Um, yeah. Awesome. Um, so I've I've gone through some of your social media and I've. I think that you have a very distinct style. Like it's very you, and it, it stands out a lot from uh, not only people I've seen in the world, but especially in Thunder Bay. I, I find you have a very unique uh, signature style to your to your marketing and your branding, and and what you kind of bring to the branding of companies. Is there anything specific that you could think of that has maybe inspired you to lean in that direction more than than anywhere else? Um, yeah, I think I just really like old printed things. Mm. So as much as I feel like the stuff that I'm designing is modern, like I, I, it's not finished until like I give it that old printed yeah. whatever. Um, and I just like that and I can't not do that. Like yeah. when I do something and it doesn't kind of end there, it feels either not like me or not finished. Right. So I think it's just kind of like it is modern, but it has like some soul or some grit or something like that. Heritage to it. To it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Everything's a bit wobbly somehow. Do you, <laughs> do you kind of, uh, when you're talking with new clients or whatnot, do you kind of slip in the fact that like, I appreciate what you want, but you need to know that I will bring this to it regardless? <laughs> uh, yes, sort of. <laughs> um, most people now will say like, oh, we love x and x logo mm -hmm. that you designed and right. they're looking for that otherwise they would probably seek out someone else which is also great because mm -hmm. everyone's got their own thing clients and designers or studios yeah. um occasionally there'll be a client that says oh i already know what i want right. and i kind of take that as well that's nice but like <laughs> i'm not gonna do that yeah, so yeah, yeah. either we can work on it together or you can have someone else do exactly what you want mm -hmm. but like let me at least show you what I would do. Right. And most of the time, that works out. Right. I find that digital design and digital designers, um, the general public may not know as much about the fact that they usually have unique signatures that they bring to their designs, much like photographers where certain people shoot a certain way or edit a certain way and really bring their kind of feel to the photography. Designers 
I don't know if you've experienced this, but I find designers are very much the same way, and, and people may not know that as much. They think they're just hiring something, someone to design their logo how they want it. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. totally agree with yeah. that. So if you want to design, make sure you're picking the right person, just like a photographer or anyone else. Yeah, and I think designers still have like a responsibility to make sure that one client stands apart from the rest. Yes. Um, but they're definitely bringing themselves to that as well. Yeah, awesome. Uh, and you've, you've have you found that being back in Thunder Bay now and starting your own company, um, there's been good support within the local community. Are you doing design for mostly local people in Thunder Bay or are you kind of expanding to anywhere in the world? I guess you can kind of do it from anywhere, right? So yeah, I think it is mostly people in Thunder Bay, mm -hmm. um, mostly like small to medium sized businesses. Yeah. Um, through social media, I'm assuming, um, primarily, I do have more and more clients kind of finding me from Minneapolis and Toronto and just kind of a, a close-ish area. No yeah, one's yeah. especially far away yet, yeah. but it's kind of interesting how that happens. Northwestern Ontario kind yeah. of bubble. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, so then you are very involved in the Goods & Co. market. I believe you are doing the marketing and branding specifically for it. Um, before we get into that, obviously you have a relationship with May, Maylin, the, the, the owner and very much runner of the Goods & Co. market that's going to be coming up. Um, so why don't you tell us how you kind of got involved with May first, and then we can talk about the direction you're going with the market. Um, I got involved with May through Craft Revival. Um, so I started out as a participant of Craft Revival. Uh, she asked me one season to do the seasonal artwork, which changes um, every May and November. Right. Um, and then it just kind of, she had sucked me in, and there was no... <laughs> Uh, leaving at that point <laughs> so generally she has that effect on people <laughs> <she does. laughs> the seasonal artwork happens and then the next season comes and there's a new person but she kind of just said like you're here now right and there was no leaving <laughs> so that's how that happened and how long ago was that uh three two three years ago yeah three years ago maybe. so then you've been working with her on designs for craft revival since then yeah so we still try to switch up who the seasonal person is mm -hmm. so that we can kind of um, make sure that we're we're profiling other artists and that type of thing for the main um, kind of artwork that's the centerpiece of of that mm -hmm. season for craft revival spring or fall um, but there still is the craft revival brand right all of the stuff that goes into like the program the signage all of the things for the actual event um, and then the social media is probably the biggest one right so then obviously that blends into the market and this huge project that you guys have. Can you speak on the kind of inspiration or direction of the branding for the market? Because I find it very interesting um, uh, where you guys are doing and what you're, what you're using for inspiration. Do you mind speaking on that a bit? Yeah, so we started looking at inspiration for the market um, just to kind of define how much of Eaton's we were bringing in. Like it is an iconic building, mm -hmm. but Eaton's also isn't everything. Um, so we've, we put together a few different mood boards to say like very inspired by Eaton's, inspired by Art Deco, inspired by so on, craft mm -hmm. um, or whatever, right. whatever it may be. Um, so we kind of leaned into the Art Deco side of things at the beginning. Um, but I mean, when you think of Art Deco, uh, architecture 
this building is Art Deco, but like it's not the Chrysler building. Right. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's not Gotham City here. Yeah. So to go full force into something that was completely Art Deco didn't really make sense. Right. Um, but so much of Thunder Bay and the vibe of Thunder Bay is kind of that like late 70s, like when Thunder Bay became Thunder Bay. Mm -hmm. So we kind of evolved to this like 1970s Art Deco okay. style, yeah. which is maybe we've made up but <laughs> that's what we're going that's with. okay it's good to be unique yeah and i know i know that obviously the architecture is going to be more modern so there's only so much you can do i'm sure with the branding if the building is going to look different on the inside right yeah exactly so aside from uh your marketing and stuff you also kind of do creative art on the side i know you you've started doing those um those stump prints or whatnot that you see around town can you talk about those a bit yeah, I started doing those just kind of as uh, like needing a break from my computer. I've I took printmaking also in school, oh, so cool. printmaking and um, like lino cut or using a press or working with ink mm -hmm. has kind of always been a thing too um, since school. And I just needed uh, to do something different for a weekend. Right. Um, I live semi-rural and hydro had been clearing power lines, so all up and down the roads near my house there were stacks and stacks of stumps oh. and at first I thought like these are going to get snapped up instantly and then a couple of weeks later everyone's stumps were like starting to get rained on yeah, and yeah, whatever yeah. so I scoped out a few and started experimenting I think um didn't really know how to go about that in the first place because everything I was doing just kind of looked like a black black blob in right. the shape yeah, of yeah. a stump um, but through some trial and error, got to the point that it was actually a stump. Nice. So the all of the tree prints and and that kind of side of things is just kind of a nice way to participate in craft revival. But definitely, like the the branding and working with small businesses is like the meat of the primary. Yeah, pulp yeah. and paper. Um, this last year obviously has been crazy for everyone. Um. How has that been, not only for you, you mentioned that you are a mother as well, you have a family. How has this whole year been for you, your new company, your new family, being a woman in business? Um, can you speak on what it's been like to run this company, especially over the last year? Yeah, um, last March, I had a number of things kind of, I try to book projects into the future and whatever else, um, schedule myself. Mm -hmm. And I had a set amount of things to take me through March and April. And all of a sudden, kind of March break came, school was shut down, people started to really, like, panic, mm -hmm. to wait to see what was coming for us. Last year. Last year, yeah. yeah. And uh, and had a couple big cancellations just within all the same few days. Mm -hmm. um, like, it seemed like everything happened in those, in those first, like, four days or so. Um, and wasn't really sure where things were going to go and very quickly after that people just switched gears with what they were doing and all of a sudden nomad was doing hot meals that they were delivering and all kinds of things like that um all of these like deliveries and really like unique business approaches to clients who were existing that had canceled other projects were now shifting and and needing all these other things that were all a rush um so i think very quickly, March went from a bunch of, bunch of cancellations to, like, working at all hours. Just new trying, branding and yeah, new marketing. Just yeah. trying to get people what they needed to keep carrying on through, like, right. the dark days of yeah. COVID. 
Um, and then it didn't really slow down. <laughs> so it's been crazy. It's been busy then. Yeah, it's been really busy. Yeah, it's amazing how some some businesses have really had a tough go and other ones uh, haven't been able to keep up just because of the, the pivot of uh, people's needs, I guess, the supply and demand, right? Yeah, for sure. Interesting. So obviously there there's there's a relationship that's created between a designer and a company a lot of the times. Um, and right off the bat, it's usually really busy. From what I know of design, it's very busy, very involved right off the bat. The designer and the company work together. They put together this amazing project. Um, what happens, what's what's the relationship after that? What, what happens when the design is done and you give them their logo or whatever it is they need? Um, do you continue to work with that company? Does the company just take it and run on their own? How does that work? Um, I think it that works a couple different ways. Sometimes they just need one specific thing and then they're kind of off and running. They need mm -hmm. packaging and then they go with their right. packaging that's now been printed. Um, in the case of like a logo that's kind of from the inception of the business or they want to rebrand, they want all of the the logo, the brand assets, all the pieces, what will my social media look like, all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. There is, it is up to them at that point to carry on and to run with the look that we created together. Right. Um, so I think that there is sometimes like this um, idea that like, oh, I'll hire a designer and then I'll sit back and watch my brand become a booming success. Right, and I right. think that like you have to put in as much as you want to get out. It's not like the design will help you get there, but mm -hmm. it's not going to be the be all end all, especially for all of these small businesses. Um, so there are some people that are doing a really great job of kind of taking it and running with it. Like um, North Star Silver is one who's done like a fantastic job of taking what we started together mm -hmm. and just like pushing it all the way through. Awesome. Um, Canada West Maple as well. Um, Heron House, mm -hmm. Roots to Harvest, um, like so many just like take everything that I can give them and like maximize it. Awesome. Um, and I think to take, to hire a designer, any designer, not just me and do all of those steps and go through all of that process to end at your brand and then say, well, thanks yeah, and right. post it on Instagram once and then continue taking photos that don't match everything <laughs> and whatever is just going to undo all of the work yeah, that that's a was done. One yeah. step forward, two steps back kind of situation. Yes. Yeah, it's definitely a mutual mutual effort mm -hmm. that you have to continue on the other side. Interesting. And we'll leave links to all of those, uh, those companies so you can check out how they're using their branding and whatnot. Um, mostly people are using Instagram as, as a good way of marketing websites and whatnot as well you're involved in? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I will create artwork for websites, but I don't build websites. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yep. That's good to know. Um, so going forward... Obviously, you're a very busy person, but you'd love to meet new clients, I'm sure. Yep. If there's anyone out there in Thunder Bay or in Northwest Ontario or wherever you're listening in the world and you'd like to get in touch uh, with Heather, how can they go about doing that in the best way? Uh, they can find me through Instagram, which mm -hmm. is uh, Pulp and Paper Creative. Um, I have a website, which is pulpcreative.ca. Um, my email and all of that stuff is in both places and you can track me down. Amazing. So yeah, just to clarify again, Pulp and Paper Creative is the name of your, your branding company. Or Correct. Your design company. Yes. Amazing. Awesome. Heather, thank you so much for joining us. We're very much looking forward to seeing you in the market and seeing what uh, you're going to do with Goods & Co. going forward. You and Maylin uh, are so amazing and we're so excited to see what comes of it. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. <laughs>
Thank you everyone so much for joining us for this episode of the Goods & Co. podcast. We have several local entrepreneurs lined up for this season of the Goods & Co. podcast, so make sure to subscribe and be notified when new episodes are released. Once again, this episode was brought to you by the new Woodside Bar opening this fall inside the Goods & Co. market downtown Thunder Bay, serving up curated cocktails, delicious wines, and craft beers. Follow along on Instagram at The Woodside Bar. That handle again is at The Woodside Bar.